welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to hang out. We do have a teeny bit of news of a place you can see Emily live in person. Yeah, I will be eventing at Art on Vine at Brian Geist on March 13th, which is Sunday. Um, so if you're watching this on video, you could come see me there. That would be fun. If you're watching this on audio, that has already happened, but that's okay. I'm doing another show in Cincinnati in April. That one is on a date that I don't remember. So I'm pulling up my calendar. It's on the 16th of April. Uh, and that one is from 11 to 5. And uh, it's a big craft show with like uh, over 100 vendors of different art disciplines and crafts. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, I will have all of the pins there. It will be a fun time. Uh, and the one that is this weekend on March 13th does run from noon to seven at Ryan Geist. And you can drink beer while you walk around and they're both free to get into. So if you live in the Cincinnati area, you should come see me. I wish I could come see you. Me too. the joys of being long distance friends Mm -hmm. well you said you finished something this week I did I finished something and I blocked it late (gasps) on Tuesday night so that I could show it to you and I just unpinned it and here it is it is your second macaron box shawl Yes. Yes. This is the second one. I can't Um, believe you've cranked out two shawls so fast, but they're just sock sets. So it's just a skein and a mini. It's like Mm -hmm. not that much. It's the same as making a pair of socks. It's not that much yardage. Yeah. So this one is the one that I did in the carousel of life color from big little yarn co, which was the house moving castle one from her house moving cat or Miyazaki uh, sock set club thing. And Mm -hmm. it's a crescent shawl because that's what the macaroon box pattern is. And it has like fun little uh, garter pin stripes throughout it. And it has a nice garter border. And then it just finishes off with a little garter border on the end to prevent curling. And it's very cute and lovely and nice. And this will be coming out in my macaroon box pattern which is going to be a pattern that I'm going to release for a $5 introductory price and then raise it a dollar each time I add a new version. And I'm intending on doing many, many different versions for the pattern. So nice. Get it early if you want to save money, basically. This is the mm-hmm. lavender macaron uh, first version I did. So awesome. Both of those will be in there. Yeah. And I think I might call this one like salted caramel or caramel swirl because of the like nice warm brown in the pinstripes mm-hmm. yeah i like them they're very they're evenly spaced pinstripes they look very good i like yes. it it's aesthetically pleasing thank you yeah and i think they look nice because that color is definitely in the main yarn color so it like almost mm-hmm. looks like it's color work but it's like nah, it's neat um yeah and this one is a little bit deeper than the other one because it's more stock in it than garter mm-hmm very nice. I Thanks. love it. Woo. Did you finish anything else? No, just that. Mm. I didn't technically finish anything, but I do have a half object. I finished my first knee-high yoga sock. Yay. And it's woven in and everything. This is um, some Haverland on the Solderly Sock Base. It's BFL. It's from the Starship Troopers kit she did, and it makes me happy. I did ribbing throughout the little foot. It's a sock with no toe or no heel. It makes it really easy. 
I tried it on. I love it. I mean, and I, um, I cast on the second one. It's just a little baby sock right now. It's just a we little baby, baby sock. Baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy with it. I'm looking forward to having a functional pair of yoga socks. Very nice. I like the mm-hmm. uh, kind of neon green ribbing on the top of the. Yeah. It, the kit came with, um, I mean, it was a sock set. <laughs> And yeah, the, the main color is bug hunt at outpost nine. And I think the top one is called mind melder. There's lots of fun bugs sucking out people's brains in that B movie. It's delightful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm using all my little charms from you. It's great. Yay. The only other thing I've been working on is my Northeasternly blanket and it's been going well, but I haven't made a ton of progress because I haven't had a ton of knitting stuff. Knitting time, spring spring training time is intense here in the Valkyrie household. But you can mm-hmm. see I'm working on my fourth row of the yes. Northeasterly blanket, and it's it's coming along. It is. It's nice. I've been liking it. So home row bag, love it, Yay. love it. Yeah. What else have you been working on? Well, I've worked a little bit on the. I think I'm going to call them the Luthien socks, my Lord of the Rings uh, sock mm-hmm. colorwork pattern. And we talked last time and I was like thinking that I was going to rip out the heel because I didn't think that it had enough contrast between the slip stitches and the stockinette stitches. So I did that and I changed it so that the background is pearl in between the slip stitches. And I think it was the right choice. That looks good. Yeah, I think it looks good. Um, I think it'll be a lot more noticeable when it's on the foot that that like color work transitions into that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working on that. I'm like almost done with the heel. Um, and then I have to decide if I'm going to do the heel turn like in this stitch pattern or if I'm just going to do it vanilla and not mess with pattern short rows. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. do that also mm-hmm. because it goes on like the heel part. And I don't know if that would be like irritating to your foot to have the pattern there as opposed to stocking it. Yeah, I think probably just stocking it because it'll be on the bottom of the foot, right? Right. Like you won't see it. Right. I so. think I think stocking it's the way to go for the, the heel turn. Yeah. Nobody's going to see it. That's what I think too. And I did write up this pattern so that you could start knitting yours. And I have my gusset charted. I haven't mm-hmm. sent it to you yet because I want to make sure I didn't screw up the math of how it works out before I give it's it to okay. you. <laughs> I haven't even cast mine on yet because I have dramatically overestimated my knitting time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. I just wanted to actually get it to you because I was like it it's it was like written just in the way that only I can read it like before mm-hmm. it's in the actual pattern format. So the way I write my recipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my ha- recipes are insane flow charts with shorthand. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I had to do that anyway. So I figured I should get it done so you could start ending that. But yeah, I want to work more in that. I just haven't, you will see shortly. I haven't had a ton of like pattern knitting time, but I have had some vanilla knitting time, which is why I have. Oh, this is in the middle of a row. Didn't realize that. Uh, why I have this. <laughs> My jaw has dropped. I cast this that on, on shocked, Monday. That was some shocked silence because Emily has a good portion of another macaron box shawl. This is going to be the vanilla macaron, which will be the free version of the pattern. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what yarn are you using? 
I'm using Ken Yarns. This it's called It's 30, I think. And it was from his birthday box that he did last mm-hmm. year that had like chocolates and like little notions and stuff. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I did it for an acquisition on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty. It's just like really nice, like watery blues and like greens. And there's like some little tiny red pinky pops and yellow. And I have the bright yellow contrast mini Is that going to be all garter? Yes. So this is the free version of the macaroon box pattern, which will come in the macaroon box pattern, but will also be available for free separately. And it's just garter and it's literally Mm -hmm. just one row to create this. Um, So that's why it's going to be freebies. But yeah, that's really great. Mm -hmm. free for everybody and also included in the patterned versions that's awesome and then if you knit the free one and you really like it you could get some different ones with like lace borders and other stuff going on because it's I think it's pretty fun to knit like I've obviously made quite a few of them in a relatively short amount of time and like Mm -hmm. it's just fun to knit with fun sock yarn and like a mini skein and I'm definitely going to measure this when it is like done with the main color to tell people how big it would be if you didn't have the mini and just wanted to do it with a single sock skein. So yeah, I'm trying to bust this out really quickly because I do want the free, I want the pattern to come out pretty soon and I want the free pattern to be available when the paid pattern is available. So I got to get the sample done. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. (sighs) What are you going to do with all these shawls? I don't know. So the the Howl's and Castle one I'm going to give to Chad because he mm-hmm. has been stealing my Natan shawl and I like don't want him to have it because <laughs> I really like that one. I wear it all the time and he's chaotic and like spills stuff on things. And if he wrecks that one, I'll be pissed because it was like the first thing we like really, really collaborated on and stuff. So he's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> he's allowed. He borrows it like sometimes and that's fine, but it can't be like his because he might like lose it. So this one will be his. He's allowed to like lose it or like do his chat things to it mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i'm probably gonna give some of them away as gifts they'll probably like go in the gifts miss pile because i don't need like i i try to keep one of all of my patterns for like if i want to do a trunk show and like mm-hmm. have samples but like i don't need every version of the show <laughs> that would be crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. so i might just keep the vanilla one for me because that's and that'll be the sample one that I keep because it's the, um, or I said vanilla, but I meant the lavender one because um, mm-hmm. that's the Kiki's delivery service colorway that I really like. And I, the like lace on this one is going to make it like really wearable in my wardrobe. I actually have wanted to wear it like several times, but I don't wear things before I photograph them. So yeah, I'll probably keep that one and I'll probably give away this vanilla one as like a friend present or gift miss present. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I do enjoy the wearability of crescent shawls, and especially when they're bigger too. Like you can wrap them around and tie them in the back, a la mm-hmm. Outlander, which is nice. Yep, yep, yep. Say what you will about Outlander, opinions vary, but like the the hand knit styling on that show, just top notch. Yep, it's true. I don't care for that show, but I appreciate their knitwear game. Yeah, excellent, like, wardrobing. Boof, boof, boof. It's okay. We love Buttercup, even though she boofs. So much boofing. Awesome. You been working on anything else? Nope. Those were all my things. Mm. Well, 
as you know, I acquired some things this week. Yeah. I, uh, I was looking for blanket food for my Northeasternly blanket that I just showed. And I was like, I don't like you got any DK scraps that you don't want. And she's like, yeah, I do. And so I got it yesterday and I will say the box was larger and heavier than I was anticipating. Did you weigh this? I didn't weigh it. <laughs> a, gallon, a gallon Ziploc bag full of yarn. There's lots of purples. There are five skeins of my own yarn in here. <laughs> it has now traveled across the country twice. I love it. And I love all these colors. It's very you. It's very purple. Very deep purple. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. This is 400 grams of yarn. Nice. <laughs> so the blanket will be fed. Mm-hmm. I will, There's one. Crinkle it some more. A uh, mini skein that's my hand spun in there too. This one? No, it's a mini skein. That one is Nitpicks uh, City Tweed. There's some Nitpicks City Tweed in there. That one I got from someone no. at a show and it was free. Yeah. It's like oh. reddish, reddish brownish. This that one. Yeah, that one's a little hand spun mini. Oh, it's so sweet. I yeah. am touched. It, yeah. It's cozy. It's very even. I wove a scarf out of it and that was the leftover. I think it's Coriadale. Mm -hmm. Very woolen spun. Mm -hmm. That's the airy, light, airy one, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's nice. Very even. Did this win prizes? Uh, Yeah, I think it did. (laughs) You gave me prize winning yarn? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that the 400 grams of DK weight did not account for the heaviness that the package was heavier than that. I'm just like bringing the whole like thing over here. Uh, you gave me some stickers that you showed off last couple episodes ago from your art show from Ren and Moore, who is art house. We will link them. They do cool semi semi spooky stickers, and he gave me like the cool eyeball one and a little mini fairy person one, mm-hmm. which is great. I really like this artist's work; like their little fae creatures look very mischievous. Yeah, I like them. Mm-hmm. And then you gave me a bunch of your merch, which I love. I love your Furby design. I got the sticker and the pin of the always watching Furby. Mm-hmm. And then, and then your whole like, like your whole witchy toys, '90s toys collection with the Polly Pocket and the Tamagotchi. And I yeah. love the Progress Keeper with the little ghosty Game Boy. I thought you needed the Progress Keeper because you were using your other ones so much. I kind of did need the Progress Keeper. <laughs> and, and 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 like the real like gem of this collection you sent me is the project bag. Yeah, and this is a semi-acquired for me because those were delivered uh, since we talked last. Uh, so I got all of those of the stock that will go up. It's, it's really great. I love it. Isn't it nice? I'm very it's happy like, with the company I used to make them. Yeah. It's denim yeah. on the inside. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't feel too thick, and it's, but it feels sturdy like a nice woven tote bag. And it's got your cute design mm-hmm. and your logo on it. And the zipper feels ultra sturdy. Mm-hmm. Just good stuff. I think this one's going to be a giveaway. I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't decided what of this stuff I'm keeping. But mm-hmm. I think this will be a giveaway prize because I do want one of your project bags. But I think it's the one you haven't had me up yet that you showed me. 
I am going to secret do that one in the next size smaller because this one's a little I like the size of it for like a slightly bigger project but I kind of want one that's like more sock projectist so that mm-hmm. future one is going to be like just a couple inches smaller in both directions mm. I still want it yeah I was just letting you know I uh I measured it and it will still definitely fit I think even two skeins in this next smaller skies but I just think that's a little big for a sock project Mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. but it'd be really nice if you had something like one of your crescent shawls in, mm-hmm. in the bigger one even though that's not takes up a lot of yarn it's nice to let it not squish it down in there something yeah. that's a larger thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what I acquired <laughs> what did you acquire this week um, I know one thing <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple things I got these vaccinated cards from Kemper from Junk Yarn. She had these in her store and they're just like little um, holders for your CDC vaccination record cards to keep them safe because I've been like carrying them around in my purse. These Mm -hmm. are mine and Chad's. They both live in my purse Um, Mm -hmm. in case because there's a couple venues that we go to that you need to show them and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this just keeps them safe. And uh, I got one that says spread the love, not the virus. And it's got a little shot and little virus guys. Mm -hmm. And then this one that says vaccinated and just has like a little drippy rainbow. Nice. I like it. Yep. So I got those and I got a Funko Pop. Oh, a Polly Pocket. Oh, a Polly Pocket. Yeah. I was uh, Sophia Tron and then Kemper both bought this and I was like, that's cute. And I have a Polly Pocket pin that's coming out. So I need it. And it's really cute. It's like the little anthropomorphized Polly Pocket compact and it's like the exact size of them and stuff. So it's really cute Mm -hmm. and tactile. The little like Polly Pocket logo is raised like they used to be on the toys. And it's mm-hmm. holding a little Polly Pocket sized Funko Pop of Polly. It's just great. It's very cute. That's super cute. Yes. Nice. Those were the things. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing you thought? Mm. <laughs> the sweater I knit you. Oh, I was going to wear it, but then I got my hair cut and I forgot. Ah! So the, the sweater that you knit me arrived like <laughs> while we were recording last week. And it has me all screwed up. <laughs> so yeah, I did acquire a sweater that Lauren knit me and I 1000% intended to wear it for this recording <laughs> and completely failed because I got my hair cut and it made my whole day weird. <laughs> it's funny. Oh my God. I need to wear it next week. Now I'm mad. I it's okay. It. We're going to record again next week. There'll be plenty of time for you to wear it. It is a little cold to wear it this week, so it'll be better next week. But yes, Lauren knit me the amazing ripple crop top. I took pictures of it on there on my Instagram. We spewed it across the internet. Really good on me. So go see me looking hot on Instagram. And it's so (laughs) soft. I know you said it was soft when you were working on it, but I did not fully internalize that information until I like felt it and it's like really soft it's nice I think it I really do think the mystery fiber from my deep stash was yak yeah because it's like too soft like there's no way that that should be that soft like the Malabrigo noob is soft but it's like merino soft it's and this Mm -hmm. is like softer than that um but yeah the colors are really pretty and I love it and I'm excited to wear it all the time I'm sorry I forgot to grab it for the podcast because I'm a mess (laughs) we're we're both busy ladies these things happen (sighs) it's because it came last week so I was like 
Mm-hmm. That was last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fail. I guess speaking of fails and hot messes, I can launch into a cult corner. Yeah. I didn't so, research. So please tell me a story. That's fine. I made you do a little bit of homework mm-hmm. like while we were setting up. So it's been a while since I just uh, colloquially told a story from mythology that I like, mm-hmm. and I picked the one that is most pertinent to this podcast, as it is a fiber arts podcast. Mm-hmm. I just thought I would tell the myth, the Greek myth of Arachne. Something that I learned from Wikipedia this morning is that this story was first written down by Ovid, who is a Roman poet and like, you know, writer. I did not know that this story was not written down until after Julius Caesar died. Hmm. So like, I don't want to say that's like, I almost feel because I like ancient history so much that like Julius Caesar dying is like modern history to me. I can't believe the story was written down that late. And it's also interesting to me too, because it's a Roman writing down a Greek myth and the Romans had this like super like problematic stance towards the Greeks is that they had totally subjugated all of Greece, but like idealized its culture and mythology. I don't know any other imperial nations that do things like that. Mm-hmm. So draw inferences from that, what you will. And also apparently, as I found out on Wikipedia during Ovid's times, there was some censoring of the arts. So that might've influenced his decision to record the tale of Arachne from Greek mythology, which goes something like this. There is this gal named Arachne and she was really, 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 really good at the fiber arts. Everybody thought that she was the best they had ever seen. Beautiful at all of it at spinning, at weaving, at embroidery, just made the most gorgeous tapestries. Tapestries were such a form of art back in, I mean, they still are, but Mm -hmm. such an achievement. I don't even understand how people do that. It's amazing. It's beautiful. But anyway, in the myth, Arachne's like the best human being who's ever made beautiful tapestries. And the people who would come to her and like, look at her work, be like, oh, you must have learned from Athena herself. And Athena being the goddess of all handcrafts and trades, as well as the strategic aspect of war. She's not a bellicose war goddess. She's a goddess more of like strategy and defense as opposed to going out and kicking faces in. Um, But anyway, she's equally the goddess of crafts as well. And so, you know, everybody's like, Arachne, you're so good. (laughs) You must've learned from Athena herself. And uh, Arachne did not have the requisite amount of hubris and was like, no, this is all me. And I bet that I'm even better than Athena at the fiber arts. And of course, no God ever has liked being challenged in this way. So Athena comes down in the guise of an old woman and says to her, you know, just comes up and says like, you know, maybe you should take that back and pay homage to Athena. I'm sure she'd forgive you. She can be nice sometimes. And uh, old Arachne doubles down and says, I can take on Athena in tapestry weaving any day. (laughs) And of course, Athena sheds her disguise and reveals herself in full goddess glory and says, it's on. (laughs) And they immediately start a tapestry weaving battle, which I can only imagine it was the slowest 
<laughs> it's like the sheep the to shawl competition. competitions. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Oh my gosh. Was it the first sheep to shawl competition? Maybe. <laughs> Ye old sheep to shawl, but one person teams. And so apparently it was quite a thing to behold. All the nymphs that were observing this were awestruck by both of the works. And Athena's depicted, uh, you know, glorious things in Athena's past, as well as other instances where humans had hubris that rivaled the gods and it ended poorly for them. Neither of these two competitors had any chill whatsoever. <laughs> so yeah, Athena's weaving this piece that's like, I'm great and all the gods are great and humans suck. And Arachne over here, like I honestly kind of admire her balls, but she's making this piece, which is like a montage of every crappy thing that Zeus, Athena's father, has ever done, like a highlight reel of all his sexual assaults. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh apparently it was a thing of beauty apparently the best thing like the most like artistically done part in arachne's tapestry was the abduction of io apparently it was very excellent between the the embroidery and the weaving and everything so athena gets a hold of this masterpiece which is like a just a total drag of her dad from start to finish and it is like show-stopping and Athena is so threatened by this uh, masterful tapestry that is just dragging her dad straight into the mud that she starts beating Athena and or the, the tapestry with her shuttle. <laughs> yeah. Arachne. She's beating Arachne with her shuttle. There's different versions. In some versions of the story, she just destroys the work. And in some versions, she starts hitting Arachne too. Mm -hmm. So take what you will from that. And in some versions of the story, just the whole experience makes Arachne feel like really terrible and remorseful. And in some versions of the story, like Athena uses her God powers to like give her feelings of extreme like regret and sadness. And uh, either way, Arachne hangs herself and mm. Athena feels a certain way about it. And I really, Athena is one of my favorite goddesses, um, but she's very petty i'm sure it was a little bit of you were too talented to die and like no your suffering cannot end that quick uh and so she uses magic and turns arachne into a spider and because she hung herself like the the rope becomes the silk of the spider and just um arachne lives on creating beautiful woven pieces for the rest of her life mm -hmm. and that is the myth of arachne told colloquially by me I liked it. It was good. <laughs> yeah. And it also features in one of my favorite paintings, if you wouldn't mind popping it up. I shall. Let mm -hmm. me share my screen. Yeah. So I saw this in uh, on my study abroad when I was in Spain in the mid 2000s. This is Las Hilanderas by Diego Velasquez. And if you haven't seen it and you're a fiber artist, I highly recommend looking it up. I think it's really beautiful. In the foreground, there is a woman spinning on, um, was it a traveling? What's the name of that style of spinning wheel? It's not a walking wheel because she's no, sitting down wheel. and it's not big enough. So it's the castle style anyway oh it's a saxony style set there you go mm -hmm. i knew you'd know this thing it's a saxony style spinning wheel mm -hmm. and you can clearly see all these fiber craft tools in it that are just 
super recognizable today. Underneath the spinning wheel, there's a nitty naughty. There is a Swift in the background. There is a little cat right in the center making a perfect little cat loaf. There's fluff everywhere. I think it's a really beautiful and dynamic painting. And in the background, you see a bit of the Arachne myth where Athena reveals herself. And that's what's going on in the center background of the painting. And is it was the made in Athena the 1650s. Re- revealing herself to Arachne a tapestry in the background? Are they like on a tapestry? I don't know the answer to that. I can't tell if it's like a little play going on or because so, there's like women mm-hmm. looking at it. And I can't right. tell if it's like a play or if they are on that tapestry because there is a tapestry in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the women in both the foreground and the background were wearing contemporary to the time of the painting clothing. So the mm-hmm. only figures that are in like, quote unquote, like old, like period clothing would be the Athena and Arachne characters in the background. So, yeah, if you haven't, if you're a fiber artist and you haven't seen Las Hilanderas, I highly recommend you give it a Google. I think it's it's a beautiful painting and it's instantly recognizable to, to modern fiber artists. And there's a really cute cat. Bonus points for the cat. <laughs> yeah, so just a little dip into a classic Greek myth about fiber arts and um, checking your hubris. Yeah, and the origin of the word arachnid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Latin. Bonus. Cool stuff. Well... I guess that'll let us slide on into shameless self-promotion, of which I know you've got a bit. I have a lot of shameless self-promotion. I won't apologize because I'm a woman doing business. Hooray. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I have a pattern that is already out. It's called the Comfort Zone Hat. You're familiar with it. You saw me knit it. You saw Lauren knit it. It's a cozy cabled hat. That has these nice uh, chain-like cables along the whole uh, body of the hat. It has the nice ribbing that goes directly into the cables. And it has decreases that transition really nicely. Um, There's no break in the cables. And it's worsted weight. It uses about a skein of Malabrigo Rios. And yeah, that is out. It is $5 and it is on sale for 10% off through the 14th. So you can get it for a little bit on sale if you haven't already gotten it. And it's available on my Ravelry and Payhip. Nice. And then my other big news is that my Kickstarter, my new Kickstarter launches the day that this comes out on audio. So that's exciting. Beware the Ides of March. Yes, yes, it's coming out on the Eyes of Marsh. I need to make some Eyes of Marsh graphics. I haven't done that yet. It's on my list of mm-hmm. things to do. But it's kind of a fun theming for the Eyes of Marsh because the theme of the Kickstarter is death. So appropriate. And it's called Deathly Cute, a morbidly adorable pin collection. And there's mm-hmm. a bunch of death themed pins. Um, super cute. Thank you. Them. So you can check out uh, my project page. We'll have it linked in the show notes. I have a video talking about the inspiration for the collection on there if you want to see that. And you can see all of the designs. I'm just going to give a quick run through of what the designs are here and what they're like 
various goal amounts are. So if you weren't with us for my last Kickstarter and you're not familiar with how Kickstarter works, basically it's a crowdfunding site. And if I don't reach the initial goal of $550, then it doesn't happen and you don't get charged. You only get charged when the project goes through and at the end of the campaign. So uh, the first goal that we're trying to hit is 550 and that will unlock the first design which is here lies my motivation which is that one's really cute yeah I decided to make that one the first one because I thought that it was like the if just that one gets produced that would be the most okay on its own Mm -hmm. um and it's a little gravestone uh that says here lies my motivation with little like sad wilting uh lily of the valley flowers they're they're not very motivated lily of the valley flowers all of the designs unlock a uh, holographic sticker at the same time as the pin um so sticker would also get unlocked and all of the pins we're talking about are rose gold colored metal and they're around an inch to an inch and a quarter depending on the design excellent quality I Thanks. have one of your pins right here. You can see them on Emily's jacket if you're watching this. I wore my pin swag jacket today. Mm-hmm. The next design is Memento Mori, which would unlock at 1095. And uh, that is inspired by Victorian gravestones uh, with like a little skull and like wings coming out of the skull head. And it's in like kind of a Victorian font. It says Memento Mori. Mm-hmm. I like this one. It's like, horizontally oriented so it'd be like a nice lapel pin Mm -hmm. and then the next one is bury me with my books which unlocks at $1,635 and it's like a stack of books uh, and along the spines of the books it reads bury me with my books like where the titles would be nice then we have future ghost which unlocks at $2,175. And it's a circular pin that will be the same size and in the same style as my uh, first Kickstarter, the Magical Merit Badges. And it just has a cute little ghost and it says future ghost and it's in some kind of like 90s-ish colors because we're all going to die and you might as well be a ghost if you're going to die. Haunt someone. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. The next one is Lily of the Valley, which unlocks at $2,705. And it's a oval kind of cameo style design uh, with a little Lily of the Valley flower in it. It doesn't say anything on that one. It's just a little pretty floral thing. The next one is Until Death Do Us Arts, which unlocks at $3,255. Uh, this one is an artist palette with a paintbrush. And it says Until Death Do Us Art. And the art is in like paint kind of letters. And there's little paint splorches around the letters. The next one is Floral Omen, unlocks at $3,795. This matches my Floral Familiar. Uh, pin from my first collection that is like a silhouette of a raven with some flowers along its wings nice then home sweet home is a little coffin uh, that says home sweet home and has the little like grimacing skull on there and it's like a lavender coffin that one unlocks at 4,335 and then death tarot kitty is a little tarot card. Um, It has the number 13 in Roman numerals at the top and the word death at the bottom. And it's a little Grim Reaper kitty with a scythe. It's got some stars in the background. It's festive. 
Uh, that one unlocks at 4,875. And then Too Cute for This World is another gravestone style pin uh, with a rounded gravestone that has a little cat with angel wings. And it says Too Cute for This World. And there's like a little bouquet at the base of the gravestone. Like someone is maybe mourning this kitty. Not as $5,415 to unlock. And then finally, the graveyard unlocks at $6,000. Uh, and this one will fit in scale with my Magical Town Square pin collection. So it would be like an addition to that collection. Uh, same size, same kind of color palette. And it's just like a little graveyard, like gate, basically. Uh, and it has a Super little, cool. little RIP tombstone on the side of the gates. And then there's add-ons that you can do. So there's the stickers. And I designed a special bag that we were talking about earlier. And the bag is not an add-on that you have to, that is going to be unlocked at a certain level. It will be available to add to your order, like right at the beginning. So if the first pin gets unlocked, the bag also will be produced. And it is a double-sided bag with two different pictures of different like psychedelic kind of midnight mushrooms i'm calling it the midnight mushroom bag and it has just like fun pastel and like bright neon different mushrooms i had fun drawing mushrooms there's also a luna moth and a moon on the front and that bag will be uh, 10 inches by seven and a half inches i'm excited about that one yeah i like that one and the other add-on i have that will be available right at the beginning is a mystery B grade pin, which is one of the pins from my previous collection, the magical merit badges um, or nineties, which, uh, and you're, it's basically like a blind box pin and it will be B grade, which means that it is imperfect in some way. It might have a scratch. It might have a little bit of enamel missing or like a little splorch of the wrong color on it. They're not too intrusive. They're just like not totally perfect. Um, So if you have a pin that you like want to put in a hard wearing place, like a backpack or something where it's going to get scratched anyway, this is a really good option because they're already a little messed up. And those are like a super good deal. I'm selling them for six bucks. You get a nice mystery pin, a little surprise. Having touched several thousand of your pins at this (laughs) point, I can definitely attest to the B grades being still really nice quality. Yeah. And this is the cheapest that B grades are ever going to be. I'm going to have an option where I'm going to have occasional sales in my regular shop where you can choose your B grade pins, but they will be more than $6. So this is like Mm -hmm. the absolute cheapest way to get one of my pins. Um, And then an extra stretch goals. We're almost done. Thank you for listening to me. This is the most promo I ever do, I promise, (laughs) is uh, I have mini skull earrings that are going to unlock at $7,000. And these are the little grimace skull that uh, is on a couple of the pins that I really like. That's why it's on so many of the things. (laughs) Um, And these will have stainless steel posts and be 22 karat gold plated. Um, And they're going to be about a half inch tall little like stud earrings with earring backs. So I'm excited for these. I hope that we unlock them. I might 
make them anyway if we don't because they're really cute. <laughs> and then I have a needle minder that unlocks $8,000, which is the Lily of the Valley design. Um, but it would be available in a needle minder um, for cross-stitch and embroidery in addition to the pin. And then I have a couple washi tapes, uh, pastel skull washi tape on like kind of like the Pantone color of the year, very Perry color with just like a line of the little Grimace skulls that you could add skulls to your various notebooks. And then a Magical Town Square washi tape, which has like all of the buildings from the Magical Town Square with like hills, and like a couple like lampposts and a little street on there nice. too. Yeah. If we hit all that, that goes up through $10,000 with those goals. And if we hit all of those more stuff, may also appear um yeah i might have a couple more things added to this i'm planning on doing a notebook design that i haven't gotten up on there yet uh not sorry i said notebook but i meant notepad like a notepad with like rip off mm. notes and i haven't put that up and i don't know if it's going to be up by tuesday but that might also exist yay new kickstarter um it's so, so exciting it is all exciting. these designs are really good Thank you. I hope that people like them. I think that death is kind of an out there theme for a pin collection. So I hope other people also find it amusing as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they are um, all fun. I don't know that I could pick a favorite. I have a little Wednesday Adams dress and I really think I want to put the Memento Mori or maybe the Lily of the Valley on one of the lapels because the other little lapel, I guess it's more of a Peter, it's a Peter Pan collar. One of them has SSDGM embroidered on it, but I'm going to put Memento Mori, I think, on the the other one. That would be really cute. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, You can find the link to that. It is If you are listening to this podcast, it is up. Well, I guess if you listen to this podcast when it comes out at 6 a.m. on Tuesdays, it's not up. It's going to (laughs) be up around 8 a.m. But uh, probably if you're listening to this podcast, it's up right now. Check out the link in our show notes or you can go to kittywithacupcake.com. I'll have a banner up with the link. There there will be links on all of our stuff. It'll be up on the fibercoven.com website and all that good stuff. So easy to find. (laughs) Check out my Kickstarter. Oh, I didn't say that. Obviously, it's pre-order. If you're not familiar with Kickstarter, this is a pre-order situation. None of the stuff is made. This stuff would all be shipping around July. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'm done talking now. (laughs) Well, I hope your Kickstarter is wildly successful so we could justify me coming out to help you with it again. Me too. (laughs) Come sweating me when Kentucky with July. You'll love it. It's so hot and humid. Or you could just get everything shipped to my house. Yeah. (laughs) It's cool. We'll hide in the air conditioning. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. If you need to find either of us around the internet, my yarns, Emily's patterns, and or merch, just head on over to fibercoven.com and that will link you to everywhere we are around the internet and to our Patreon where you can hang out with us in our Discord server. It's very cheerful and fun in there. Yeah. We also have some public Discord channels through the Fiber Covens for any knit-alongs that are going on that are open to everyone. So everyone, come hang out there. Wonderful. So until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.